Hey guys, I'm Ashley. And I'm Ben. And on this episode of Let's Go to the Movies, we're back discussing 8th grade. Hope you guys enjoy the episode. Cue that music. In a world infested with box office bullies and misguided moviegoers, one woman and one man must save humanity from overly critical movie reviews and people who can't form their own opinions. Their mission to discuss cinematic gold and cinematic bronze in only one hour, or sometimes a little less, maybe even a little bit more. Now, join our heroes as they take you on their journey through movies they have never seen before. Sit down, buckle up, and prepare your ear holes for... Let's go to the movies with Ben and Ashley. Hey guys, this is us post-8th grade. And post a long hiatus. Um, and we're already fucking it up because we didn't record a trailer portion. <laughs> yeah, um, you know what? It's kind of how we do it around here. We fuck shit up. Yeah. From the get-go, from I mean, the jump. But you will know, dear ones, that in the time that we've been away from you, we've got an awesome new couch, so it's way more comfy to record. There's that. There is. It's definitely a rigmarole to set this up, but um, it's really nice. But once it's set up, it's nice, it's right? It's very nice. I am literally lounging back with my feet up. And Same. We probably sound better than ever. <laughs> um, also, cheers, cheers to you, sir. Uh, can I reach? E- yes. Clink. Hopefully you heard that at all. Yeah. Um, okay. I guess let's let's hit it back up like we normally do. Just a real quick, did you like this movie? Yes or no? Absolutely. Great. It was, um... It was funny, uh, surprisingly more emotional for myself, um, extremely uncomfortable at times, and uh, a learning experience, and that is essentially what eighth grade is for a person in at least the United States. Yeah, um, I knew more about this movie than you did going in, Um so a really cool thing happened today. This movie was produced by A24, and we know they make really cool indie movies. Um, and I mean, because it's Bo Burnham's first like written and directed film with you know a, a relatively no name cast, it was a very limited release. Uh, it, it released at Sundance, and then it released in like four theaters nationwide and the next weekend it released at like eight theaters nationwide and and it had to make a certain amount of money before it could go nationwide and it did and I actually have a little fact here um if my face ID will read uh yeah eighth grade opened at four theaters and made two hundred fifty two thousand dollars in its first weekend its per screen average of sixty three thousand and seventy one dollars is the best of 2018 thus far beating Isle of Dogs Record wow. of 60,000. It expanded to 33 theaters in its second weekend, grossing $824,000, and then made $1.3 million from 518 theaters in its third weekend. The film had its wide release on August 3rd and grossed $2.9 million from 1,084 theaters, reaching 12th at the box office. Um, Holy shit, dude. Yeah. So it has the highest per screen amount made so far in 2018, which is incredible. Um, wow. but the cool thing is that I'm talking about is this movie's called eighth grade, but because our nation's rating system is a pile of garbage, um, you should totally watch the documentary. This film is not yet rated if you haven't. Um, Good stuff. and it's rated R due to the language and some of the sexual content, um, which is really stupid because it's nothing and it, the way Bo Burnham put it is like these kids haven't said the word fuck before. And it's disheartening that somebody who is the age of the main characters can't go and see a movie that's essentially exactly what they're going through right now. So I don't know how they were able to do it, but for tonight only at one theater in every state, um, no rating, didn't matter how old you were, you got in for free. So if by chance you were too young to get in and your parents stick to the rating system and they say, no, we're not going to let you go see this thing. If you had a way of going, you could do it for free. Yeah. Um, and and uh, luckily, yeah. 
our the theater that was that did it in Georgia. It's very very close to us. I mean, naturally, it was probably going to happen in Atlanta, but uh, yeah, it was twelve minutes uh, without traffic to get there, which was very nice. It was, and in line to get said free tickets, um, I saw a woman with her two children, and one of them looked like he was in middle school. And the other daughter was even younger, maybe like a fourth grader. But yeah, there were pl- it, there were plenty I, of young kids. I'm actually kind of shocked. There's only a few things in this that I feel like are that bad, and they're not that, even bad. No, that it, it shouldn't have gotten an R rating. And if they they could have easily have gotten away with a PG-13 rating if they had just blurred some stuff and implied, which would have taken it away. And I'm glad they didn't do that. I'm glad they they went with the decision they went with but it just kind of sucks that this is not available for more kids to watch because you're in the age of of you know as our main character Kayla says in the movie she got snapchat when she was in fifth freaking grade um you know they know what a blowjob is like it's just I don't know it was I, f- I find it a little silly that this got the R rating that it got but it doesn't surprise me so a question I have for you that I'm very curious about. What were you like in eighth grade? Um, eighth grade was slightly awkward for me um, right off the bat, but I settled in very quickly. Um, eighth grade was my biggest transition year throughout. Um, um, actually, I don't know. That might be an overstatement overgeneralization. Um, from ninth grade to tenth grade, I moved state. Um, that's when I moved down to North Carolina from Vermont. So that was probably the biggest jump. Um, but, uh, eighth grade was one of the most telling years for me, um, in terms of the kind of person that I would be. Uh, I took half of seventh grade off, um, and was homeschooled. I had a really big problem with my teachers and the school system in general. And I wasn't, uh, I did not jave with the community. So I, <laughs> Crystalia joke. Never mind. So I ended up going from uh, school in Montpelier, Vermont, to homeschooling to um, U32, the school that sounds like a state penitentiary, but is an amazing um, like semi-arts high school. And that's when I joined jazz band, and it was great. I, f- I fell into who I was very quickly in eighth grade um, so, through the arts. So do you feel like the transition that Kayla has in this movie, does that fit at a different grade for you than eighth grade? Um, yeah, I think I was more, a way younger than eighth, but I, and obviously not the same content because I wasn't doing the same things or thinking about the same things or, you know, I wasn't at that point in my development, but, um, I ha- I think I was the most awkward during like fourth grade. Um, that's when I probably had the the hardest time clicking with people and staying friends with people and and I mean I had my friends but we were all very nerdy like we it was like my core group of friends and that was very much it. Um, I don't think I really truly had the same experience that she did in this film, if I'm being honest with you. I had plenty of awkward things, but it was nothing it was nothing like this. Were any of the characters did any of the characters in this resonate with you and like in terms of you could see yourself in them? Even if they were an unsavory character? Huh. I I actually, you know what? I don't know if I do. Um not because of my inability to like empathize with someone or like admit that I feel a certain way. I just don't think they really highlighted um, enough characters that were me enough. I, if anything, I would say I was very, I've always been very excited about young people like f- coming up and expressing who they are. So I would say, um, Olivia? Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say her. We had a thing called Step Up Day. I don't know if you did Mm-mm. in Virginia, but in, in Vermont, we had a thing called Step Up Day, which is when you went from one... They had a thing where you went from one grade to the next. 
but then you had your own graduation from elementary school and from middle school. And I remember going from elementary school to middle school, we went to the middle school and kind of did a similar like shadowy type program thing where we just like kind of hung out with a kid and like got walked around. And I remember doing that when I was in sixth grade for um, a fifth grader and I was like really excited for them. Um, sixth grade was also a fun year for me. Uh, I got to do some like special like side projects and stuff um, involving music that were like a lot of fun. So I was very excited about school. So I would say Olivia, I guess if I, if I had to break it down the most um, just cause I was excited, but not in terms of like aw- the awkwardness in in being an eighth grader. Got it. Yeah. What about, what about you, dog? Um, yeah, this movie, even though I, I, I had heard that a, a lot of people found it very emotional, I wasn't sure how much it was going to hit me and resonate with me. Um, this movie is, safe for some parts, probably the more adult parts, um, this movie could have been called Sixth Grade for me. Um, I'm, I mean, I've always been pretty mature for my age. Yeah. Um, I also didn't have like such a verbally strained relationship with my single parent. Um, I think there was a lot of emotional strain, but I was, uh, t- too much, too mature to, to verbalize it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I wanted so badly to look cool. I felt anxious to walk into every new room I clung to anybody that would give me any kind of attention um and I'm glad I had a a a parent who was more um aware and in tune than than this parent was because I think I could I was very impressionable and I think I very easily could have gotten swept up in the wrong crowd yeah because they were giving me attention um but by the time I was in, like, se- end of seventh going into eighth, I I was finding myself more, I guess. Um, that's that's when my, like, boy problem started. I, I didn't understand why boys didn't like me like they liked the other girls. And, you know, it was because I was still doughy and a late bloomer and wore dorky glasses and hadn't fully grown into my teeth yet. And these other girls bloomed early and, you know, it was very much a, a, a sexualized thing and yeah. I, I didn't understand it. I'm, uh, I'm, th- this is the thing that I realized might also be a difference between you and I. You were, this doesn't obviously apply to you in sixth grade, but I didn't really have the same, like, um, relationship with, like, social media um, when I was younger. And I know that you were a MySpace kid, and I don't know what year, what grade that started for you. Um, eighth grade. Okay. Yeah, I, I, uh, my mom allowed me to make a MySpace in eighth grade. I was thirteen. Okay. When did you get a? When did you first get a cell phone? Oh, um, I mean, in the way that we think of cell phones. No, I mean a cell phone. Period. Any kind of mobile phone. Okay, so track phones were super popular for a while, and my mom finally got a cell service plan and still had the track phone. And for some reason, even without buying minutes, you could still text on it. Um, and but my but the service was so crappy where we lived that I could send maybe a text every two days. Um, and then when I got put on. A cell plan with my mom, um, texting was like 60 cents a text. Um, and so Shit. the phone was really for only like emergency purposes okay. only. Um, and then I got my razor. You got it when? Uh, 10th, 10th grade. Okay. I got my razor in 10th grade. And pictures and texting all the time okay so yeah we actually ended up getting a cell phone at the same time but i did not get on a social i did not get on any kind of social media until um excuse me until facebook 
and I did not get on Facebook until until 10th grade. Yeah, I, I didn't. I was still so like my feet were so buried in the MySpace train. I did not want to give MySpace up. And even I, I, I started a Facebook like freshman year, hated it, only like had family add me, didn't use it. And then gradually more and more of my friends started switching over to Facebook and I was still uploading my new selfies to both platforms until finally I realized I was getting like zero activity on MySpace. No one was using it anymore. And I still kept it up. Oh, damn. Um, Didn't use it, but kept it live. Used Facebook, got completely obsessed with Facebook, and then didn't delete my MySpace page until... Oh, Jesus. Did you ever? Senior year of high school. <laughs> oh, wow. I saved all my pictures. Long live the space. Oh, geez. Yeah, but it's, it's gone now. Yeah. But yeah, I was just because it got me thinking like, I just, oh, you know what it is? There's this, there was a scene that kind of stood out to me that like, I, I felt like a little, I thought that was a little bit goofy in the moment. And then like, it just, after like a minute or two, I was like, do I actually think that same thing? The scene where Kayla's in the mall and um, I don't remember all those characters' names. Oh, yeah. We barely met them. Yeah. But um, the the boy who was um, sat ac- across the girl with the feminist uh, necklace on, mm-hmm. he's like – he's look- he keeps referring to Kayla as like a different generation – and I actually have, if I, I'm, I'm going to completely be honest with you, I don't know when the, you know, when millennials start and end. I know that technically speaking, one of my older brothers is just on the cusp of being a millennial and uh, Gen Y or whatever it is. It's X. Gen X. Yeah, Gen X. Sorry. Uh, I, uh, I think Gen X started in 98. Gen X started in 98? No. No, no, no. Wait, wait. What are you saying? I'm saying my brother is just barely a millennial. If he was born any... If he was any older, he wouldn't be a millennial. Yes, I'm saying the next... So is it Z? What's the one below us? What's That's what I was trying to look up a second ago on my phone. I have no idea. I don't know when that starts. I'm, I'm telling you, I, if I'm remembering correctly, I don't remember the name of the next generation below us. I think it's 98. Well, really? And then there's another, and then Z is below that. Oh my God. So like little, little I think. Oh, yeah, now we just got to look this up because now we just look like fools. But, um, but the point I'm trying to make is the generation beneath us or above us. I don't even really know how to say that. The younger generation, um, I'll say above, I'll stick with above. That's the direction I'm picking. I don't know if it's right, but I'm doing it. They grew up with things like. Facebook and Instagram and that shit being way more present at a younger age. Kids growing up with iPads and that shit like blows my mind. I was stoked out of my fucking gourd when I got my grandmother's old Dell desktop and could actually use a... what the hell is the company? Um, MSN Messenger. I didn't use fucking AOL Messenger. I used MSN Messenger. I used Yahoo. I used MSN Messenger with three of my friends because they were the three friends I hung out with and played D&D with and like Paper Mario and shit. Like that's what that's what I was the most stoked about. That was my early... Uh, social media, connecting, messaging, whatever the hell you want to call it. So kids growing up with iPhones from like the age of six absolutely blows my fucking mind. But so I was not in my phone at all like that in eighth grade. I was not using Snapchat filters. I was a fuck. I didn't. I use Snapchat for like a week. Like I didn't do any of that stuff. So it was. I could connect with this movie in a lot of ways just as a human, but in terms of, like, the need to 
I felt the need to portray myself a certain way physically, and I didn't have an option to portray myself a different way digitally. If I wanted to portray myself in a different way, I couldn't throw on a filter and say, you know, goofy things and act like I have so much shit going on outside of this. I had to just be it if I wanted to be a certain way in, in public. Totally. In person. Um, so, yeah, X is above us. We are technically Generation Y, but they mainly just call us Millennials. Oh. And millennials are from 77 to 94. So we are just barely millennials. 77? Holy fuck. Okay. Oh, yeah. Sorry, then all of my siblings are millennials, but holy shit. So we're shit. just barely millennials, and Gen Z is 95 to 2012. 95 to 2012. What the fuck are we working with now? There isn't one because there's not enough of a gap Gen to, Ultron? De- to develop like what the generation is like crazy okay that's true um that makes sense but sweet jesus that's a i had no idea that's a big where'd you find that it just a, it's just a list of generations it just Wiki? is no um oh, okay but just keeping the source secret everybody no, it's not a source it's just i googled it and i clicked the first thing <laughs> but that website has a name that's all i'm saying do no it's not just because you're getting on my damn it's nerves fine. i'm gonna tell you <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, everybody, you ready? Socialmarketing.org. You're welcome. Social marketing. Anyway. Okay. I believe it. Um. So, no, I didn't have a phone to, like, be on all the time and be scrolling through like I do now. But I couldn't wait until, like, everybody, especially during the summer, mm-hmm. for everybody to just go to sleep. And I would stay up. With my radio rock station on in the background, on our dial-up internet, on my Dell desktop, that's which they kept in my room, which was a mistake, but that shows how much my mom trusted me. And I would stay up until four in the morning, taking MySpace surveys, posting pictures, and talking to boys on Yahoo Messenger till four in the morning, like every night of summer. That is... That, Yeah. I didn't, I don't know, dude, this is, I think this is just, I don't know. I don't know what the difference is because our age gap is, our age gap is almost like exactly four months. Yep. Like it's not that big of a difference. Like it's a day off from being, well, no, I can't do math. I'm not going to figure out how many days, but it's four months, dude. Like that was a, this might be a product of where we grew up. I don't know. And I'm sure school is is obviously there's a, just the universal connection of we are all human beings and we all, you know, at least, uh, I mean, I'm sure it's very different if you grow up in, I don't know, Bangkok or something like it's it's different, but people develop as like people. We develop as a species the same, you know, way more or less. But in this country, you know, we're all brought up with pretty similar everything, I guess. You know, the school systems vary slightly, but it's mostly the same kind of thing. We all got, you know, the same kind of entertainment. We're all going to see the same movies pretty much. I, but I did not – that was not me. I would uh, pitch a tent in the backyard – with my neighbor and eat way too many cosmic brownies and fucking just tell ghost stories <laughs> like that's those are my summers. Yeah. I know, but with all that being said, this movie did really, really affect me and it was really emotional. And I saw I did see a lot of like I guess some of like the decisions I made. You know, the decisions to maybe stand up to someone for the first time and like try to speak my mind and maybe kind of stumble over my words, but really go for it, you know? And, and those first moments of, of, of practicing what you preach. Yes. You know, and making not- those stupid videos that you shouldn't have made even when you were in high school, like just, Hey, you know what? Maybe don't. So that's the thing. I'm so glad I did not put, I did not have the ability to put the shit out. Right. There would be a lot of embarrassing younger. stuff out there. Yeah. Um, the part that hit me, first 
and I had been working up to it, but the part that just sort of like tipped me over the edge was when she was talking about how she feels like she has ro- like uh, roller coasters. She feels like she does the the roller coaster butterflies in her stomach all the time with no feeling of after you get off the roller coaster, yeah. and that like really hit me because that's a very that's a very familiar feeling, and and a feeling that I I feel sometimes even now to a much lesser degree. Um, but just just it, in general or in certain like now social it's in spe- situations. It's, now it's in specific situations. Before it was always. Yeah. Only when I was home did I feel not like that. Um. And I guess that's what's sad about like being on all the time with social media now for these kids because when I went home, I didn't have to be anybody but myself. My family knew who I was. And but with my, this phone in my hand and seeing all of these other kids act like they have more of a life than I do, get dressed up at midnight and take pictures of their makeup for no reason, like you, it, it's you, that feeling that you felt at school is following you always. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I saw a comment in an article about this movie that I appreciate, which is. Bo Burnham isn't trying to make a statement one way or the other that social media is bad. He really did just capture what it's like to be somebody that age right now. Yeah, well, yeah, that's very just, that is what social media is. Whether or not that's good or bad, that is entirely what that is. And that has to be what it's like to be an eighth grader right now because that is the state of the internet at this time. And we know eighth graders use the internet. Yeah, I mean, it's very, it's very true to life. And the, and the thing is, I like all the little funny moments where like she sees that guy, um, the basketball player or whatever, and like that fucking banger of a track comes in. It's like the fucking soundtrack to her like emotion. Like I totally, dude, there were totally moments where I was like at the, this is going to sound so funny. I'm going to wait till you're done drinking so you don't spit all over the microphone. But like there were totally moments where I was like skateboarding. Or something, or like, uh, I was just telling you the other day that I had like inline blades and I like, I, I skated for a long time with those, but like, I'd be like going down the, the, the road and I'd be like ripping it and you know, straight up, my neighbor had a freaking really attractive older sister and like, she would come around the corner and I would literally be like in my head, like fucking mission impossible music, like I am about to do some awesome shit. Like, I'm, I look so badass right now. And I probably just looked like some twerpy fucking kid doing nothing impressive. You did. You definitely but did. But, like, I was like, I'm fucking cool, man. And, like, then all of a sudden, like, you know, I would probably realize. And then, like, oh, I'm not doing anything great. And then I get really weird and awkward and nervous. And, like, that's that's the kind of shit that translates still to me, even if you strip the digital stuff out of this yeah, film Yeah, the moment where she, like, walked outside in her bathing suit and, like, is trying to put herself out there, but, like, is noticing just how, like, better, how much better looking they all are in terms of how she sees herself. Yeah. Like, yeah, that that's, that's still me now, but I'm not awkward about it. Like, I, 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 all those same thoughts are going through my head, but I'm able to cope with it and also like know what I'm doing like I'm cool to get in the water by myself and not be weird I'm cool to just sit in a corner with a book and be fine by myself like well I also think that like while our brains might still be telling us like oh we you know we got to look a certain way we got to we got to feel a certain way we got to you know conform whatever the hell I think that as an adult you recognize that other people aren't actually giving a shit. Like they're also worried about themselves. Absolutely. And like, it doesn't matter how fucking skinty this girl in the corner is. Like she's probably going, Oh my God. She, I mean, who fucking knows what's going through her fucking head. She could be feeling that she looks too big. She could be feeling that she looks too frail. Who, who knows? It's like, people are fucking worried about themselves. Worry about yourself. Like, it, it, go, like, dude, when I, when I first started exercising and, like, going to the gym, 
I had the exact thought that everybody always is worried about. Like, oh, they're just going to be like, what are you doing here, guy? Like, you know what the fuck you're doing? Get out of the gym. Like, go fucking eat chicken. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. But like, go, be, you know, go lay on the couch, watch TV. Like, get out of the gym. No, dude, not fucking true whatsoever. Like, people see people at the gym and they either A, don't give a shit, or B, don't give a shit. Like, they're doing their own thing. The only time people give a shit is when some dude is fucking upside down, flailing, pretending to do an exercise on the equipment that is clearly super not what you're supposed to do. Like, that fucking guy who has that, the, uh, um, I think it's like, I don't even know what machine this is for, but he puts the strap around the back of his head and just starts fucking whipping his head back to try to like, what are you doing? Are you trying to strengthen your neck? That's a great way to break his neck. Yeah, Yeah. it's a great way to get really fucking hurt. Like that shit's funny because like, dude, but also some guy should be like, hey, dude, you're going to hurt yourself. Don't do that. Right. But yeah, as an adult, you just kind of, you know, you start to realize like people aren't always thinking about, you know. It's not what school was. The other part that really got me was, A, the moment where her dad just, like, opened up to her and she, like, allowed him to. That was really moving. And then mm-hmm. Absolutely. when she makes the video of herself for her future self in high, after high school yeah. and the way she talked to herself, I I would do that to myself in my diaries. Um, anytime I would sign off my diaries when you know it was like the last page or something I would always leave a message for my future self I would write things about like I hope you're doing this and like I haven't gone back and read them in a long time because I think they're still at my mom's place but going back and looking at them sometimes and going like wow did I really think I would have accomplished this by now did I really think it's it's so crazy how you don't understand until you're in it or you've gone through it and then you're like of course of course that wouldn't have happened. Of course that's too short of amount of time or yeah. whatever. Um, and just like being kind to, to my future self and just saying like, because I knew that my current self wasn't being kind to myself. Yeah. And so just like encouraging that positivity, that really hit me too. Yeah, I, I, wish, I, had, uh, I wish I had done things like that. I wish I had written more, uh, left myself notes. I didn't do that kind of stuff, which is bizarre because I'm a very sentimental person. Um, and I definitely would have appreciated that now. The second thing I wanted to say was, if you try and tell me that the scene, and I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to you, that the scene between Kayla and Gabe was not in the top three best scenes in cinema... I will stab you with something abrasive. Fact. Okay. Did you not like it? Yeah, that's another thing that was very real. Uh, because I did do like choir and drama and stuff. I met a lot of those guys that y- they were completely harmless, but they were so awkward and like you knew you were awkward but you actually felt cool next to them and like all the arm movements this kid was doing I, like, i've met eight boys exactly like that who just do the fucking like half cross their arm thing because they don't know what to do with it is like one of the f- do you know what i'm talking about yes okay it's like one of the fucking funniest she, things like showing her the certificate and she's like no i actually think it's pretty cool and he's like well i think it's stupid it's like, okay, well, you essentially told her that her opinion didn't matter, oh, but okay. But he's just trying to be cool. Right. And then when he goes, off. I think this is a good conversation. Oh, dude. You know, the whole audience was screeching. It was fucking perfect and because it's Morty so accurate. was just so exactly. It was literally like, well, the reason why it's so fucking perfect and I'll fight you saying not top three ever. Not really. I'm just, I'm... I am genuinely saying it's probably one of the funnier scenes and one of the better scenes I've seen in a movie all year. That shit was very accurate to today, obviously because of all the references, but because I have met weird-ass kids like that probably this year. I meet weird kids doing gigs around town 
shooting things or whatever all the time. And some of them are so awkward and just like that. And they're like trying to like they're trying to be cool, but then realizing that they're trying to be cool. So they try to be not cool and like then become almost like assholes. But they're just so awkward. You're like, you're just so awkward, kid. I loved it. It was it was very well done. I have no idea how. How did this shit get cast? What did they do? I don't know. There's there there really isn't any how information about the, these kids? the background. Probably not. Probably letting letting them be themselves and you know, give giving them the circumstances and the lines and say just like go, be be authentic. I mean, that is essentially what acting is, right? Being yourself. Totally. You're responding to and things for, in the moment. For a lot of kid actors, that's difficult because Especially if you start acting at a young age, you feel like you have to be the furthest thing from yourself. Yeah. And the most invaluable thing you can do is 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 no, actually, do the opposite. You, uh, you know, you're gonna find the most success coming from from yourself. I like this man. I like this a whole lot. Me too. Um. I I don't doubt yeah. that this is gonna at least get a couple of Oscar noms. I hope so. Um. It, in my opinion, this is my favorite like moment in someone's life movies I've ever seen. This literally took place over the span of a week. And I think I like movies like that the best. Movies that are just like a day, an event, a moment in someone's life. Instead of trying to tackle like their whole lives, and is that it, a slam on boyhood? Uh, I didn't see it, I so it wasn't it an either. official slam, but I guess so. Yeah, I um, didn't really want to see it, but yeah, it just like, and even from like a writing standpoint, just focus on one moment, right? Let that be the story, because in the grand scheme of this girl's life, this isn't going to be the most important week of her life. But something big did happen for her personally, and she it's it's and 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 do I think this was this was the end all be all and it's wrapped on a tiny bow and she's learned all her lessons and she's just going to continue to blossom and mature and not go back to any of her old habits? Oh, dude, no, it's I don't. High school. It's it's Some human them, nature. Yeah, even more awkward shit happens in high school. And that's something else I really appreciate about this movie is not once did it. I don't think there was anything cliche about this movie. I, you know, in a lesser movie, the dad would have harped more on, like, the mom leaving and how she left and the abandonment. And the girl would have been, like, harder on herself, like, verbally, instead of letting it be situational. The the, the awkward scene with the boy in the back seat would have been even more awkward and probably pushed a little too far. Yeah. It would... Moments were allowed to be had. Breaths were allowed to be taken. And it was just watching people live, which is... And, 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 the, and the choices of shots, like, most of the movie was on her, and it was uncomfortably close to her. Yeah. Because I'm sure that's how she felt people looked at her all the time. Of yeah. Just, like, under a microscope and, and, you know, the long hair trying to, like, hide her face. Um... And like they didn't, they didn't try and cover up her acne or put her on any kind of like medication to make the acne go away for the movie. They didn't like, you know, dye her hair and style it all. They didn't, you know what I mean? Like, she looks she like just, a person. She was just herself. Yeah. Everybody in this movie just looked like a person. Yeah. I just, yeah. This this is my this is my favorite a moment in somebody's life. Movies and certainly, I think my favorite coming of age movie yeah, I've ever seen. I, yeah, I'm, we were talking about this earlier. I don't like coming of age movies. I, I, for the most part, I think they're usually pretty hacky. They are. Um, this one was was very well done. Um, I think it's uh, very telling of the artistic capabilities of the people who came together to make this thing, and specifically to the writing capabilities of Bo Burnham, which I already knew were very good because the stand up is very clever. Um, what, uh, Bo Burnham's what is still my favorite stand-up routine 
of all time yep. um, for its theatrics and just insane, clever joke and storytelling. It's very funny. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to just say if you listen to this and haven't seen the movie – we talked about ultimately very little of what actually happens in the film, just a couple of scenes. It's completely, completely worth the time. I don't even know how long the movie was. I mean, we were home after even like running an errand post movie, two hours after the movie started, post commercials or ads. So it's like an hour. 15 hour 20 yeah i don't even know man that thing could have been two hours and it would have it wouldn't have felt long to me it's just so engaging because it's every single scene is literally like this is something i've experienced to some degree or another and i'm just kind of watching how this person reacts to it as opposed to i did yep um and like i said that's a very good way to phrase that and like i said it's not even like i experienced the exact same kind of thing but like if i was in her situation Essentially, every little bit of that I found truth in to some degree or another for myself. Um, yeah, I would like to move on to trailers. Okay. Do you remember them all? I believe so. You did not see one of them, however. Okay. Uh, should I have? Um, yes, because it's the only Red Band trailer that was in there. Oh. By one Jonah Hill. I've heard about this. Mid 90s. And it looks interesting. That was, however, the last trailer. Um, but uh, so I don't necessarily want to go in reverse order because it'll probably fuck me up. But um, because you didn't see it, I'll just say that it looked very interesting. It reminds me of kids that I grew up with. I was not one of these kids. Not that I'm saying like, oh, a friend of mine wants to know. Like, no, this wasn't me. Um, I was never like a skater punk, essentially. And I certainly didn't grow up in what I'm assuming is California. Um, But it does look interesting. A quick premise would be like um, the younger of two siblings is kind of like growing up uh, and changing his attitude and kind of becoming like a bad boy, like skater starting to dress kind of like a gangster and there ends up being some problem with the cops and like he starts, I think like kind of drinking and smoking like with his friends and it just kind of looked like a look into mid nineties youth. And yeah. I don't know. I don't. It, it's honestly the trailer's not too too telling, um, but I don't know. It looked pretty good. It kind of looked like Jonas Hill. Jo- Jonas Hill <laughs> kind of looked like Jonah Hill's version of this, just more brutal. Yeah. All right. Um, but uh, we got to two Steve Carell movies for the price of one. Yeah, we did. So the first trailer we started off with was called Beautiful Boy. Beautiful Boy. Yeah. Uh, again, so, so bad. I coming, blocked it out of my memory. coming of age movie that I just, I don't, I can't take any more like bleeding heart youth screaming in their parents' <laughs> face, spittle flying out of their mouths, doing drugs and drink. Like I can't, I can't take another movie like that. I mean, the acting, they look like they were acting the shit out of it. Yeah. But they looked like they were acting the shit out of it. Does that does that make sense? No, entirely. Yeah, um, I. Not that it's not gonna maybe be very good, but it doesn't look like my kind of film at all. No, but the other one. What do you think about that one? Um, the other Steve Carell unit. Yes. Uh, Welcome to to Mar- Marwin. Marwin. Mar- yeah, Marwin. I think. Okay. <laughs> shit. Um. I personally think that looks very good. I do too. Um, it looks like a Wes Anderson movie, doesn't it? Yeah, it also looks like it might be heartbreaking. Oh, of course it's going to be. <laughs> um, I think the animation for the action figures was super unique. Um, at least what we've seen so far in the trailer it looks like it's very well executed. Um, but the story just seems really sad. 
And I know Steve Carell is, is very good at being a, uh, I guess depressing person, um, or depressed person. I don't really know how yeah, to put it. I would say depressed, not depressing. Well, the whole movie's depressing, but yeah, he's, he's, he does good at being a broken person is what yes. I mean to say. Um, uh, just gonna throw it out there that Bradley Cooper, Lady Gaga movie looked like a piece of shit. Um, it literally yeah, looked like a, a, a way to get Lady Gaga into a movie. The only part of it that seemed at all interesting to me is I could just listen to Bradley Cooper sing. Because whatever he was doing with his voice and the accent he was putting on, I really liked that sound. Yeah, um, I'm not the biggest Bradley Cooper fan. Uh, there's something about that guy that just kind of... Was it American Sniper? No. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to say anything that I don't really mean. I just, I'm just not the biggest fan of that guy. Not, I'm not saying the guy's not, you know, talented or whatever. He's just not for me. I've determined I'm not, I don't think Bradley Cooper's for me. At least not anymore. He might've been at one point, but, um, I actually think like maybe Lady Gaga looked like she was doing a better job than him in that movie. (laughs) Um, I really like Lady Gaga's voice and, I thought she looked like she was actually acting her butt off. But that's, okay, in the same way that I can't take another, like, child screaming at their parent movie, I can't take another, hey, I'm a dude and I'm setting up success for you. You're a broken, <laughs> the, 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 you're a broken you're, drug user. You're totally right. That's let why me, I'm not let me show you movie. the way and give you the platform. Yeah. I'm actually a really good singer. Like, I can't. I'm not going to see the movie, but... She did look like she was look doing a really good job. Look how dyed brown my hair is. Oh, it's so dyed. We also got a Bumblebee trailer that we've already seen. I think it looks cute, man. I've always thought it's Bumblebee the, look, was cute. It's the only Transformers movie that I've ever looked at besides the very first one when I was young and stupid that I went, uh, maybe. The first one was fun. That's why I said and after the first one. Also, um... Was John Cena in the ah. trailer? Because I wasn't sure if I could see him. That was John Cena indeed. Gonna guess you didn't get it. No. You baited, you baited, you're, you're you baited the you're wrong... You're welcome for the laughs, guys at home. Yeah, you baited the wrong person because I'm a dumbass. I don't know. John Cena? Were you... Burr, I'm, burr, I'm burr, not burr. gonna explain it. Uh, oh, okay. That was, I, that was it, though. Oh, no, no, and then... That was not it. Rit? That was not it at all. I think the only other one is the one of the two girls being trashy and like showing up to work drunk. Nope. Okay. That was called. Well, that one looked bad too. That was called, um, like never going back or something. Never so like going that. down or yeah something. something. Yeah, that didn't look. That didn't look very good. That looked like it'd be better as like a YouTube series. Slammed. Um. Not slammed. Not slammed. Just the wrong medium. Slam. So the other one. You can't determine if it is a slam or not. <laughs> I determined that. So anyway, the other one was called Colette. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, no. Actually, there's another one after that as well. I am not a Kira Knightley fan. Haven't been since Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. I, I don't think she's a great actor. This trailer entirely changed my mind. This I'm looks really very, good. very intrigued in this, right, dude? And because I do when it not started, like movies like this. When it at started, all. I was like, "Girl, you were in Pride and Prejudice, wasn't she?" Also in Jane Eyre. It's like, come, know. like, okay. How many of these damn, like, period movies can you be in where you're like a sassy lady in a corset? But then it's like, oh, whoa, this is way different. It looked really, really good. Um, I yeah, I'm not into these. It's not that I don't like period pieces. It's just that like I don't, I don't normally find them to be interesting enough. I find scenes to be very long winded yes. and like really breathy and like holy shit, man! Like, guarantee you, life was not actually that fucking dramatic. But this really looked genuinely good. Um, as well as 
the name of the film that I can't remember that's by the same guy who made The Lobster about the Mad Queen. Oh, right. That one, too. I mean, I know I'm going to like it. you forgot about like all these. I know I'm going to like it because I really like The Lobster. Yes. That... I didn't see the one he did after that, though, um, which I is what either. I thought this was an ad for. And then I remembered that movie came out already. This looked really good, too. Um, Called The Favorite. The Favorite. Emma Stone was actually doing a good job. Uh, the woman who plays the queen who, sweet Jesus, why can I never remember her name? Um, uh, oh, come on. Are you pulling up IMDb, maybe? Uh, no? The kill- Sorry, it's called The Killing of the Sacred Deer was the other one. Oh, okay. Um, but I don't th- even think I know about that. Yes. Her name is Olivia Coleman. Okay. Killing it. At least, I mean, of course, the way a trailer gets cut can completely, you know, entice you or turn you off from seeing the movie and really could have no fucking correlation to how good the film is in its entirety. But both of those movies, The Favorite and Colette, look good. I hope the movie's name is Colette because it is. we kept saying it. Um, that I do believe wraps up all the trailers that we saw. Man, so many trailers. There was a there was a lot of trailers, um, half of which looked good, half of which I'll never see. <laughs> it's so annoying that Lady Gaga's probably gonna get an Oscar nom for that piece of shit movie. Hey man, and it'll just continue to prove why I don't like the Oscars the anymore. The Oscars mean nothing. Go make your own opinions about what art you like. It's all political anyway. You know everybody's gonna make a speech about Trump. Uh-uh, we all get it. Do something with your platform instead of talk through a TV screen. Woo! On that note, guys... <laughs> Until next time, go watch a movie. Go watch 8th Grade. Roll credits. <laughs>